0: Mestre Otavio Couto Jr. What a honor. Uh, That is absolutely mine, man. I'm here with my coach, my amazing coach. Um, Great inspiration for myself. I'm here with uh, my student that nowadays is also uh, my working partner. Uh, It's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt as well and uh, the first Australian to become a world medalist in jiu-jitsu, as uh, a black belt. Oh, so, man. the fruits of your work, Otavio, around the world. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but my friend, I would like to first start from right from the beginning. Um, where where, and why d- 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 you started doing jiu-jitsu? It's such a privilege to be able to do these questions for you now and be able to record because every time I had a conversation with you, uh, I wish I recorded. So now we're gonna record. <laughs> okay,
1: so let's back to the 20th century. Let's get out of the 21st century, right? <laughs> so let's back to the 1988. So basically, it was in between 1987, 1988. A was in, matter of fact, I started in judo was in the Notre Dame school over there in Panama that you know, is a like a Catholic a private school. And then they, they started a program, it was quite like high school uh, of judo. And, and then was already born and, and grew up in Panama Beach. We always accesh you know, like over there, they was doing jiu-jitsu, people there is was looking like normal. I remember like Travi, I remember Gurgel, Gurgel was a purple belt, and Roberto was a blue belt, you know, being in the same neighborhood, so seeing them on the beach, and then, and to be very honest, like see they, the voices of them was able to be heard on the beach. Because as you know, Rio de Janeiro, it's very nice here, it, but rough, man. You'll you be in the water to see, in some way, you have it to show that you you there. You want to go play soccer on the sand, things can get rough. You're going to do anything over there outside, things can get rough. Uh, I never was big, I was small, and then I was like the younger of you know, my friends, so, in this, of course, in some way, it was a mechanism of survival. But, uh, but in a good way, no, not say that it was violence or anything, but it's very normal for us from Brazil. We are very outside the lifestyle, very actively. Uh, and being from the generation now, didn't have any electronic things. So everything was, was in the interaction with other people. So I started in Judo, and the coach was Marcos Vinicius that became, with Claudio Franco, one of the pioneers in Zé Carlos of the tournaments in Barra da Tijuca, the Atlantico Sul. Remember the Atlantico Sul tournaments? Yes. yes. So they are at that time, they are blue belt in Jiu-Jitsu, but they black belt in Judo. So I started Judo with him. But because he was so fascinated about the jiu-jitsu, it was a blue belt jiu-jitsu, the judo class was, was a little bit of takedowns and then we went to the ground right away in new style. So that, that put me very captive in me. My attention you know, fascinates me it really like, let's say, uh, spike my curiosity to learn more. When the summer vacation hit it up, so the school closed. I was like, okay, I think now, kind of like I know a little bit the basics. Then was courage enough? Courage enough? I felt courage enough to go here, sign up to the Jacare Jiu Jitsu. Uh, I remember the Jacare, Romero Cavalcante Jacare, that's my suma master. Even he wasn't there; he was in Hawaii visiting Hell, and Grace. At that, that was like 1980. Hosting over there was Roberto Travin. Just recently, got his brown belt. And, and then I started training over there. And because I already knew a little bit, I trained for like about three months, I was able to get my blue belt. And then I was, I was in the gym. They invited me to be there. Kids assistant class. Always okay to communicate with the kids. Everything driving, driving was already like tall, you know. So sometimes harder to do with the kids. So I say, <laughs> hey, Otavio, help me out, please. Okay, let's do it. And in the in the kids in the kids class over there, we had the Vieiras brothers. Was Leo Vieira. Ricardo Vieira, Leandro Vieira, even sometimes, even Vitor Belfort used to visit from Carson Grace in that kid's class. <laughs> it's kind of like, if you think about that, it uh, seems like a long time ago, but at the same time, it's not that long time ago.
2: How, how old were you, Octavio, at the time when you um, started helping the How old the kids? I was, Yeah, how old were you when you were a
1: blue belt helping uh, the that kids? Was, that was officially, okay, it was 1988, was yeah. 17, 17. Got my blue belt that I started in the judo. Got my blue belt was in 1989. Yeah. When I got my blue belt, was the same year. I even saw Gorgiel got his... Uh, was promoted as a black belt, as well. So the gym was very small, was the jacaré jiu jitsu. Even was that gym that they met vini because he used to stop by over there uh, very often, even for student from Silverberg, but stopped by to train first because a lot of common friends. And since the day one, we hooked up, we was, always, you know, training tried to survive my neck because I was, was on my back, tried to choke me out, so. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, how do you say your name properly? Anton? Yeah, Anton?
2: Yeah, Ant- Anton. Anton, Anton, yeah,
1: like this. So, so, sorry to ask you that because I have to know very properly the name of my grandson. Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> very good. And um, so, we, we, for the people that don't know who who is Vinny, so I, I've been to Axe um, uh, in, in in Brazil in Rio. I've been there one time. I went there and trained a little bit. But for the other people that are unaware, can you talk a little bit about Vinny and and his kind of place I think in?
1: It's frozen.
2: It, it's okay. We'll just keep talking through, and hopefully, it will keep going.
1: Okay. okay.
2: Um, are you able to talk a little bit about Vinny and his...
1: Also, the voice was...
2: That's okay, the internet is a bit poor, but we'll keep going. When, when you were t- talking before about Vinny. Can you talk about Vinny and how he fits into the picture as well? I've been to Axe before. Um, and, and for people that are unaware, that don't know, who's Vinny and and, and can you talk a little bit about Axe as well?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, the start of uh, Axe. So, start even from the name. The name is a very uh, from a coincidence of the name. So, the name was not chosen by us. Yeah. The A K X E. Matter of fact, it was a, a name of a club that as the development of the Barra da Tijuca, as Rio de Janeiro was growing, and that the city, the part they do is strong. So they they did a, a different format of fitness that they used to be corporate with small studios, studios in different neighborhoods. Yeah. They closed those small stores and concentrated in one club, that the club acts. Yeah. That was exactly in the, in the beginning of the 90s. 1990, 1991, Max. That time was already probably out, was already also be with Vinny, training with him, visiting her. And then back in 1993, he, got the idea to open, to offer to the club asked that we can open a jitsu as is being a pilot. He was a black belt at the time, but he also being a pilot for the major airline in Brazil. A lot of his colleagues from the flight crew they were asking him, they knew that he was a black belt, hey man, you should do open something, open something. And then he said, look, if i be able to get a train partner, a business partner let you don't know, not know, can trust enough to, to be a more daily basis over there, because as a pilot, you could not be over there daily basis. So the way that they started, that was the seed of the idea. And then we start in 1993. Was a brown belt, was a black belt. We started with a group of was 10 people. And the first people that was out of the crew member, as pilots or, or flight attendants, that started coming to the to the jiu-jitsu, be part of the class was Eduardo, was Orlando Neto, was Junior Cariocão. But Fabio Paulista, that physiotherapist, that was the first one. Let's say outside of, of the the crew member yeah. idea for the class. The class starts
0: from that, and then from there expands. And at this, if you think about it, Master, the that that concept of axe, it, it, it's so. It was the best gym that I ever been. In my life, even to this day, because you have uh, squash, you have uh, two Olympic swimming pools, you have have, like, like you know, like it was a club, you had um, hairdressers, restaurants, juicy stores, like it it was an unbelievable for that time and still would be unbelievable. Dive tank, fucking training. Dive tank. Diving. Yes, yes. Yes. Right there. So good. It was impressive. Like, it was, at that time, it was impressive. But even nowadays, um, it was was going to be impressive anyway. And my question for you oh. as well. It was one of the most successful gyms um, at that time. Right? Uh, in, in not only number of students, but also in the, the environment that was created, because Jiu-Jitsu at that time was su- super rough. And you guys had that um, very charismatic, very uh, different approach to what was being offered at the more, at that time. There was a bit more like uh, towards fighting, towards MMA. And you guys have a little different approach and brought a lot of people uh, that would be scared to join, right? And... What um, and even you brought a lot of girls as well, which was completely uh, no one thought about it. There was a very male dominated arena at that time. So can you tell us how did you guys had this idea of be just maybe because just yourselves, but how do you guys have this idea to cater for this kind of uh, a different public? that wasn't so much into fight, but it was more into having a lifestyle, or having a, a socialization and girls as well. So, Eduardo, uh, the when was,
1: if you ask me, like the idea, to be very honest with you, I, its idea that was was in a process. The idea was formatted by the way that we were approached. It was not completely the 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 rigid or strong idea before. I didn't try to implement that. Now it's. It's like jiu-jitsu, you, are, you start doing the things, getting adapting, and the circumstances was be able to adapt from that scenario. So that scenario, let's think that. 1991, 1991 was a big event of value to, I'm trying to do the connecting a little
2: bit. Livre. Hello,
1: hello. I'm sorry, I just lost the connection a little bit. Can you say Same that again, again. please? Okay. I'm asking: 1991, do you remember the valetud between Jiu Jitsu versus Luta Livre? Yes. yes. Okay. So. We started the gym in 1993, so the entire jiu-jitsu community was very like in a, in a bubble of, of the rivalry with the Luta Livre and then the collect the, the MMA, but start started on that. At the same time, in the same year, 1993 was the first UFC in Denver of the Royce Grace sports So the things was changed so quickly. A lot of gyms, academies, they they had more the youngest to one people and they was very like in, into their into their, their let's say their us say rough but more like hey that's a fight that's a main thing yeah. because we in a club in a club was very high level club in terms of you know you know, the clientele, uh, everything. And the jiu that we propose over there with Vinny was for flat tenants. Yeah. 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 yeah, I do know, people in good shape, but, yeah they have it to work. yeah, yeah. They have to work, so they want to get out of, no you know, the flight, do some jiu-jitsu, doing good jujitsu but they want to come back to the flight. They have to make money.
2: Very true. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, they can't get back, back on from the flight with, you know, probably, you know exactly. bruises
1: on the on the face yeah. On that condition, we start to like uh, like hey, let's let's let's, how we're gonna calibrate our intensity in the training. Even remember when we started at Jacare, we had a class was a two hours class, one class was a two hours. <laughs> and then we start to reduce that for like it was, or the was like an hour and a half and then it became like a one hour. To put like a lot of gymnastica natural that we did, a lot of gymnastica natural as a warm-up, everything, because Álvaro Romano was always over the axe. We had always a uh, we are great friends. I uh, was always, always be able to like when I had the opportunity to be with him, talking to him, chat with him, learning from him. The idea of the mobility, how it moves the body. Yeah, I believe that the approach. What makes the scenario more more okay for the women? Start to go and try.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It don't get me wrong, when the women start going try, when they try, they can be 10 times more aggressive over yeah. the men. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes to start, that's a little complicated. But when they are in, yeah. oh man, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's hard advanced. to think they out. Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: right. Um, just another, uh, another question, kind of like talking about similar things. Um, there's, you, you've been like a, a very, very high level coach for a very long time. And, and, and Eduardo explained to me that at the height of, um, you know, the numbers of the gym at ARCS and, and, um, having such an awesome situation, you, um, also chose to go and travel and, and, and teach kind of abroad in, in other countries and, and things like that. What, what, what was um, your decision based on? What, what what's kind of um, led you to doing that, Octavia?
1: So I started the acts over there in 1993. That's the first year that I start, And then I was the official head coach over there until 2007, before the August 2007, that's when I moved for good to the United States. Before then, that in 2007, 2005, that I want to start traveling internationally to do what I do today is 100% be a freelance consultant. So the things again, uh, everything was completely 100% planned. The plan was as was doing things traveling uh experiments and there became more i start to see more a path to do it okay. uh one of the number one reason uh as always mentioned the axe was a club and then we've used that name then that structure over there became rented by the Stacio University. becoming the University of Stacio de Sá. And that, that, that deal, that deal was not a smooth deal, was a hot deal. And I knew that in some point was a high risk they would close the place. Okay. And then me and Vini had so many talks about that. Vini. He's a pilot, he had uh, the other job, but me not. Me was just one. I mean, you know, I mean, that's my only work that I had in my entire life is Jiu-Jitsu. So I had to start thinking like in alternatives if the, the place is closed, that I can, uh, that I, you know, I should have options to continue doing my work. That was one of the reasons. The other reason, as I saw the movement of the CBJJJ, that was Confederação Brasileira de Jiu-Jitsu, started to become IBJJF, International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. I start saw the moving, the already planned to move for the first world in Los Angeles, Long Beach was 2007. And, then, and then I saw, mm, I think to would be a good time if I also transferred myself to the United States at the same time. Matter of fact, I was the referee in the open class black belt, the the first final black belt open class in the world. I was the referee in the open class over there. It's 2008, I was the referee. So two main reasons, one, is there let's say the bigger organization more the the standards organization the most people follow was already moving okay. transfer from brazil to the united states yeah also the place that was been teaching in brazil even for a good structure big a lots of students was in risk yeah. in risk to be jeopardized in close and I, I didn't want to back, I didn't want to go to the gym one day to teach, and then the doors is closed, and then I would be like...
2: You got, you got ahead of the danger a little bit, you kind of made a decision. Yeah. yeah.
1: Quite like Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu yeah. teaches you, yeah. you know, in terms of that, to say, hey, man, the, the police has been catching me triangle here, catching me in triangle here, catching me in triangle here. Oh, not today. Now I'm ahead.
0: Otávio, you were... Um, your nickname was the Encyclopedia of Jiu Jitsu and I vividly remember some very high name guys going to the gym and ask you on the side about how do I solve this position here and I'm talking about world champions you know like very high level <laughs> Jiu Jitsu people and uh, they would like like people would go to a library to consult things yeah and um I had a chat with some common friends, and they said that you were from, like, purple belt, like, all you want to do, like, was teaching jiu-jitsu, right? Um, and you, like, have that set, and it looks to me that, thinking about that, you then went and done all your studies, because I know you have a degree now uh sports and science I, you have uh you went and studied physics you went and study leverage you like you know uh everything to make yourself a better coach right um what advice would you give to someone that wants to go and at the time you probably done done put all the the put all the effort there without knowing that even you could be able to live off jiu-jitsu that's what you know even my generation we, we just we're playing risking everything because we didn't know if we actually could live from Jiu-Jitsu. I remember when I arrived here in Australia, my dad is a lawyer and my brother is a general prosecutor. And I said to my dad on a phone call, he said, What are you working? I said, Man, I'm teaching jujitsu. And then he said, No, 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 I mean for work. For <laughs> <what>? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I heard that so many times. So <laughs> You, you didn't know what you could do, but you already focused on that, right? So what advice would you give to someone that wants to, right now, which you know, we know there is a path, you, you want to be a jiu-jitsu uh, teacher. What are the advice you could provide to these people? Okay. My advice is,
1: thanks for the nice words, man. Maybe... A- I think you miss me. So <laughs> I do, I do. I can't wait to have you back. Appreciate. <laughs> uh, but as you said over there, you 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 metaphor over there about as a library, go, go over there, consult, search, 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 and search, and research and research. And curiosity. I that's my big advice. What's the condition of today? Jiu Jitsu, even uh, was mentioned about a few weeks ago, I was doing some podcasts, I also being an interview from here in Chicago to Comprido, uh, Rodrigo Medeiros Comprido. Uh,
0: and the past interview me. Great cumprido.
1: Ah.
0: Ah? Great cumprido. Ah. Let's let's yeah. talk to him one day too. You gotta to organize. Hook me. In. Yes. I I link you guys. No worries. We are gonna put over here
1: easily. So even they ask me like, ah, what do you see now? Jiu-Jitsu is change from the past? And I say I don't see the change. I see expansion. It's expand okay. in a good way in the aspect of information. Well, today we have way more access of information. And that's a great thing for anyone that would like to start. The material that you can research and get yourself informed and then make a melting pot that blend those informations. It, in any, in any kind of business, you're going to, to feel your own guts over there. Like, you going to feel like, okay, let's go in that path. If the path doesn't fit well, be courageous enough, be brave enough to change the path. But not change just because change. Change through information. Get yourself informed. Through in the material, it's... <laughs> Yes. The yeah. accessibility of material today is fantastic not just Jiu-Jitsu. if you want to try to understand a little bit about mechanics if you want to understand a little bit about anatomy a little bit about physics a little bit about you know body language psychologically behind here to how you'll be able to communicate with some students to to be able to deliver your information better. And listen the students very because that's very important how we how we have to listen in order for we can mold our answers for the person that's my advice don't
0: be afraid to get yourself informed very good advice Do, Otavio I have a question for you that I was thinking um uh, in the last few days that um you know like being in your classes those that was always uh, mind blowing in a way. It was like the best way to define when I try to define...
1: that that's
0: that's that's, that's um, super um the, the way I always saw that, right? Um uh, I always my students ask, oh what is like his teaching, what is that and I was like, imagine my best way that I described that experience was like imagine a PhD or master's degree professor teaching a class. That's the level and depth you can get from his class that will make you uh, think about differently. You're going to change how you approach things. You're going to experiment things and uh, you're going to evolve. And I see right now with social media, um, the coach of death squats. What's his name? Uh, John Downhill john donahoe john donahoe
1: yeah yeah
0: which is a very uh famous coach right now and does a great yeah. does a great job uh gordon ryan you know it's one of his um um students you know what i mean like they, and they have a really good team yeah,
1: they have a lot of they have a lot of information about the dj fanatics as i did two
0: videos in dj
1: fanatics as, yeah. as of the information that some people can gather
0: yes We're going to talk about the DVD as well. But the question is this, Otavio. I thought about this. If you, or like if you, for example, yourself, okay? If you could at the time right now with all the social media, if you could teach, uh, like if your English was your first language, even though your English is great right now, but back then, right? Back then, like 15 years, 20 years ago, if your English was your first language and people could see as uh, spread as social media right now, they would understand that, like, that that level of coaching was already happening. Do you understand what I mean? People really, right now, seeing him, perfect timing, great way to put the words, you know what I mean? Very knowledge, don't let me wrong, great coach. But I think that this was already happening in Brazil, but people could not have the same uh, language barrier. Yeah, accessibility. Yeah. Yeah, it's.
1: Um, again when I was been asking about like the new Jiu Jitsu, old Jiu-Jitsu, how Jiu Jitsu changed from the time. As you say now about the John Dana De he delivers a lot of information, good information. At the end of the day, even me, I deliver my information, anyone that delivers information, this is your information. People cannot forget one thing. It's a insight, it's a point of view. The person doing that is not to convince anyone. Is share their own insight, their own point. Of view. The other side, the receptors, the one that wanna search for that, watching that, listening that. The receivers, it's how you receive that. Number one, that I encourage be critical. Critical, in terms ah, exactly. that, that way. The way, oh, so why should it not be that way? Oh, let me try here. Let me try that. And the built-in Jiu-Jitsu, and that was proven. Like when you came to Australia, and when Hirono Grace, in the middle of the eighties, came to the United States. Even Jacare, when was my, my teacher it was he was in the in the beginning of the eighties already not in California helping doing some classes over there. They'll be able to deliver the information, even though DD they, always they be able to speak the language. Because the beer of Jiu Jitsu, it's grappling. You hold the purse. So you start like here, you're going to start like say, no, 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 here, 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 no, no, yes, good, bad. You know, the 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 the, the contact and the way I see the content is sometimes people ask me, like, what am I, what I think that attracts all of ages and genders for that activity? I believe that, that brings us a primitive format of communication before, even before, before you be able to vocalize. Yeah, yeah. As a human means, a members, we are together. But at that point, in our early, 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 early years, we even not be able to vocalize. How you would communicate? Grappling. This is okay, this is not. So.
2: You interact with your bodies instead of your words.
1: Yes, yes. Before that, even, again, information. I was doing my search of that in terms of the anthropology. Before we behave as a homo sapiens, that we'll be able to, this went down and then we we'll make the air, make a sound to make words. Way before that, we already living together as a garden hunters and then it was through grappling, through a contact that we can put some boundaries. It's okay or not okay for our own survival. And I believe that is a big effect that attracts people when you put a nice environment in their grappling, you know, in their classes to teach. Some people teach with some words like John and you bring more maybe eloquent words. Some people use more simple words. But one thing you're gonna see in common, action, movement, the grappling. There we can see the common, the core aspect.
2: We're reconnecting to like something that's been lost kind of through history a lot, I think, maybe. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, Octavio, I just have another question, and this has got to do with something you mentioned before about um, being um, a very, very high-level referee for a very long time. Is there a, a rule set that you think is the best way to run competition jiu-jitsu? What's your opinion on that? Yeah,
1: it's... Uh as one was mentioned before, like be critical. I was also doing my critics, I still do my critics. I've been a referee, Eduardo knows, even before the IBJJF, was already a referee on the CBJJ, back in Brazil, the words over there in Brazil. Came to the United States, being the referee over there, was 2007, 2008, and my last year, I believe, it was 2009. And I was also very active yeah. Yeah. in the meetings of the rule sets. And then, since back in Brazil, my advice in the rule sets was always to be more inclusive, not exclusive. Okay. What that means? Back, back, Back over there in Brazil, Eduardo was a blue belt competing in the tournaments of the Rio de Janeiro. The leg locks and the toe holes was okay to do it. Then later on, they said no, yeah. just now brown, black belt. And then to me, it was like, no, man, we, I think we should not go that way. I think we should not cut things off. Should we should include. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that we should cut off. Is unfortunately the idea of it that you you don't need it to do it to win. Does that make sense? Does that make sense what I said? Can you, you don't need to do it, you don't need to do it to win. You can win without do it. You talk about advantage. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> so you you gotta you got advantage. You try to explain advantage for any new student. The student look to you like, are you crazy? <laughs> What's the logic behind that? <laughs> it's too subjective, you know, yes. You just, tell, you just tell the student, hey, you don't need to do the guard pass. You do a most. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to finish the bar. You do just get it close enough and then you can win. So that's creating the scenario of so much in terms of grappling fight. But they create the idea of, hey, you attempt. If it's a good attempt, you can win. It's like babysitting, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Do it or don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it to me, then people say, ah, but it's gonna be draw. What's the problem to be draw? Draw the both that in the gra- in the in the bracket out. Okay. Move the other bracket. I have no problem with that. That's my critical aspect. I think there should be points, okay, but the idea of advantage, you got advantages almost. It's your attempt. you in a grappling, combative. If you don't put your effort, you screw. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's your obligation to put your efforts. So that's, I think, and then I stopped even be a referee because I said, "All right, I don't need to convince anyone. That's my opinion. I rather, I don't know, step out. I think I did my part. I think I did. I did well my part. <laughs> I am not perfect. Because there is nobody perfect. But I'm still today, I insist on them that they should take out of, of advantages." He try to think about some type of system that if you will be drawn, they are out.
2: Yeah, I see. Do you think that's something that happens with um, most combative or martial art type things that start to become um, a sport? This type of rule where people can play with the rules to it, it, you kind of lose the efficiency or the effectiveness of things because they're now practicing uh, it for the sport.
1: Yeah, I, I don't need, I, I, I don't go in so much in the comparison in terms of the lose effectiveness, uh, because any one of those high level sports, if someone, the general people go you put their hands on there on the they street, can, yeah. they're gonna hand themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what I see, unfortunately, tournaments, that's my critical aspect as well too. Maybe they are, they are so much worried about the logistics of the time of the tournament and they have to fight no matter what a decision they win and lose. Maybe they should put a logistic time on the way considering the draw aspect to just to be to be clear. Two people go over that computer and then we can see clear one win, other one loses. No win with the almost. And in terms of be a sport or not a sport, it's jiu again. What's the common aspect of if we're doing for lifestyle, sport, protecting me if I'm going to the bar to have my long neck over there in Brisbane and if someone comes over me, you know, what's, what's going to be able to protect me? At the end of the day, it's going to be if you know how to grapple. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, we don't look to go to have a, you know, to, to, to look for a fight on the street. But as we train something that gives us enough peace of mind, enough confidence, when the problem can comes to you, we are more conscious in how to show, even how to talk, even how to disescalate some action. Not that different of some sports scenario that someone that surprise you in, in quickly guard the pool or, or inverter, you're more conscious on that. The ones that are doing for daily daily, uh, daily time over there to be more conscious of themselves. For that time of the day, they don't think about the stresses, the family problems, the meetings. At the end of the day, the core is the atmosphere, the grappling that allows you to practice the, as I call it, the primitive way to communicate grappling.
0: With gear, with no gear. <laughs> but, Pavia, um look, I just would like to... Give us a little bit of a uh, um, a little bit of talk about your two DVDs. I know you 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 released your second DVD with BJJ Fanatics. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where can people where people can buy the DVD? What they're all about, uh, please. It's
1: look, it's in BJJ Fanatics. Also, uh, as I've been, I had the pleasure to visit your. Your gyms before, you know, all my clinics that I did over there, I always I say, Hey, guys, feel free to record. As you record, you can do whatever you guys want. So, today, also, if anyone goes on YouTube, going to be able to see lots of my clinics. Sometimes people feel like, What? What is he doing? I don't understand. Do you remember the palm hands being in or out? So, I, do. I, do. People I don't think people want to watch that. You know, the people are like, What? Yeah, what's going on with the guy? He might be crazy. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it's really> <laughs> Again, the information is out of there. Out of there. That's that it's free. It's right there. Right there. I had the opportunity when the BJJ fanatics invited me to, to do uh, for the first DVD that uh, they asked me. I came with they came with the title because they're very big in, in terms of titles. And maybe how break down the things. Mm-hmm. And then we got a good, uh, we got a good, a good, good partnership over there. They they really like it, the way that they break down the things. So the first DVD was from the top. They call it the faultless God passing. So I mentioned a lot about not necessarily just the idea of. It. Smash pressure down because it's a pressure. Pressure is not just vertical, pressure can be horizontally, as way too sideways. So I put in mechanism how to have more, more balance and less base to enhance your mobility to change the angles. And the second one was completely just flip the coin was from the bottom. In terms of guard retention, like a fortress, guard retention, with the, let's say, the the, the, the person is not in your guard anymore, but the person is in your side, but doesn't have you in control yet. Even, even in the transition, the importance to have your feet off the ground, the importance to have your toes actively. Where is your toes point? Because your hips just goes, if your toes point to the direction your hips go. We talk a lot about in jiu ah, move your hips here, move your hips over there. But the hips doesn't move that way. The, hoop, the hips is like the cargo of the truck. It's the truck that pulls the cargo. And the truck is your toes. Depends on where your toes point, your hip goes as we walk. So I had the, the, the breakdown, the talk about that. So, first one is from the top, second one was from the bottom. And both with danger pajamas, with gear. The next one is going to be without the
0: gear. Very good. <laughs> nice. Nice. So yeah, anyone that's interested can go to bjjfanatics.com oh, and uh Master Otavio Couto Jr.
1: Otavio Couto YouTube When to YouTube. see a lot of videos. Perfect. if you think yeah. that's too crazy, then go to BJJ Fanatics. If, oh, oh. Most time I say that. If you if you if you have a hard time to understand the accent, watch once, watch two. At the at the fifth time that you watch, you're gonna start to understand the accent. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, Look, and and it'll be great to have you back here. Let's um, hopefully um, the borders open soon. You know the the vaccine stuff. Have you? See?
2: Oh, very good. That's
0: great, man. That's great. So I think it won't take long. We know we've been planning between uh, ourselves, you know, to have you back here, Otavio, and what will be amazing, Uh, man. It's it's awesome to have you. Uh, I want to ask you a question, like, you know as a student of you and um, I'm super happy and proud of that um, combined with Vinny, combined with Travis, spent good time with Travis as well for all, all of them like great um, experience and uh, growing uh, as a person they made me a much better person um, I have no doubt about that and super fortunate and one thing that's very um, easy to see all the all the, all your students, right? All your students uh, that I have as really good friends nowadays, um, they all, funny enough, or really big part of them, they went teach jujitsu, you know, and discover different parts of the world. And yes. all of these guys, every time we have WhatsApp group and we talk about it, they all have a really probably the same care that I have for you. And uh, my question for you is like. What you know and you now travel the world, you go visit all of us, you have this privilege of like having a nice conversation, a nice meal with all of us, and see how we brought your jujitsu all over the world. What it makes you feel having all these students that are like great human beings, good jujitsu, but teaching in different countries of the world. What makes you feel and and loving you that the most thing as well? Yeah, I I feel very
1: very lucky, very fortunate, very proud, very, you know, touch me. Uh, uh, it's kind of like remind me of. Uh, I'm about to be turned 50 in July. And I'm doing jiu jitsu now since almost quite, very close of 35 years. Uh, you see, you see all, all of you guys now pioneers, like you pioneer, over there in, one of the pioneers, Felipe Mota, Motta, one of the pioneers of Norway, yeah. Orlando, one of the pioneers over there in Austria, They have Diogo in Munich, now Rafael Lange over there, the Hetty the head coach over there, Octagon, doing superb work. And you have the people over there, Matheus over there in Brazil, and then we have Berta, Adriana, and then we have Rodrigo Bays over there in Thousand Oaks. They've been over 10 years. He's the leader coach of vice Routens' gym. He's, you no, know, he's, he's the one that, the vice Routens say, man, you can do whatever you wanna do in the gym. You can burn the gym if you want. That's the level I can trust on you. <laughs> uh and they, every single of you guys yeah you have your own style your own style your own ideas your own your own ingredients your own spices you know what I
0: mean
1: very, very true and to me, it to me that man I'm so proud to in some way always be able to help you guys to develop your own creativity and we maintain that friendship without any any the politics or be attached because they logo. Because they logo, no, it's truly, truly, match time is swearing Yeah, you good. So I think that's there. That makes me, makes me believe that man, the world can be always good. That's the point.
0: That's it, that's it. Uh, it's such a good um, relationship builder. Um, and now, you know, as, I, as I'm getting older, as I've been teaching for a long time and uh, forming black belts and, and, you know, you can see that the most important thing of all that is actually the, the, the good uh, friendships they're going to build, the respect. No one's perfect, like you mentioned before. Everyone's going to have some flaws. Don't expect a coach or a student to be perfect. But at the end of the day... It's always, one is always there to help each other. One was the best for each other. And uh, that relationship with everything, to be honest.
1: Everything, everything, everything. Matter of fact, I think is is getting time now. I think maybe even the COVID now maybe make you always think a little bit about that. We should be a little bit smart, you know. We should play at least like one one meeting a year that we can start to spread the meeting like maybe once over there in Australia, the other one goes to California, the other one goes Norway, Dallas, Texas, like one big big meeting, you know, that we all together over
0: there, everyone teach, barbecue, (laughs) (laughs) long necks. I think it's a great idea. And um, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea, Master. I had this uh, thought. about Say that. Yes, yes. Let's let's work very on
1: possible, it. Possible? that possible if we start thinking about exactly like the first minute for two thousand
0: twenty-two. All right. I start buying the meat. I'm gonna start ordering the meat.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's do that. Let's start thinking about that.
2: That, that's pretty much
0: oh, it. Privilege. It's privilege. Otav, yeah, it was how good luck on that. How's the weather over there in Brisbane? Sunny, uh sun sunny day, very nice. Of course sunny, because it's always sunny Brisbane. Always sunny, always sunny. Uh very nice day. Um like COVID is being uh contained here at the moment, so we're operating, you know, like still checking temperature, but it's going well, like um People start getting vaccinated, and uh, and I know in America it's actually. Yeah,
1: uh, no, we get to.
0: Yeah, so this is we, we can see hope, and this is really good. Like I can't wait to have you here and be able to do this meeting together, this union together with all of us. I'm eh? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I'm gonna have the chance to visit you guys, and then we can do the the podcast that we're gonna you and. Um, In person. Yeah, yeah. and then we can get the podcast with someone that out three put like a a a bombard questions for for like for Roger Brace. We're gonna Roger Brace and then we're like, hey man, we're gonna give you a hot time.
0: Sounds good man, sounds good. good. Otavio, thank you so much. Um thank you you so much, it was a pleasure. I'm super glad that we can have these now and uh, keep to the world, you know what I mean? To see and all our friends and uh, all your students as well, like myself. It's a big honor, man. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. It's this so, is awesome. so, so interesting. So thank awesome you so much.
1: Awesome. Nice to see my grandson over there. Keep doing that. Keep choking
0: everybody. All right, I will
1: try. I will try.
0: Can't wait to wear a gear in front of you and have a roll, you know what I mean? And share a laugh, man. This is the most important thing. Excellent. Stay safe, stay safe, Master. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Right. Enjoy your Thursday. Cheers.